What's up, everybody? This is Fred Ricciani of TSC. We have right here via Zoom a very special guest. He's not a one-time, not a two-time, but a three-time Super Bowl champion, an integral part of the Philadelphia Eagles and New England Patriots dynasty. We are talking to legendary NFL running back who's looking to make a positive impact now off the field, LeGarrette Blunt. LeGarrette, thank you so much for the time, man. How's everything going? And everything is good. I can't complain, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. I should have wore my bling, man. Got <laughs> Listen, man, I had to step up my A game. I got a three-time Super Bowl champion on. You got three rings. I at least have to rock the chain, you know? I ain't mad at you, boss. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I love the jerseys in the background. You got a lovely place there in Arizona. So I guess we could kick things off asking you, how's uh, retirement life treating you? Oh, man, it's, it's, it's great, man. I can't complain. I'm here. Um, almost as much as I can possibly be here um, outside of like working on my company and, and uh, doing appearances and things like that here and there. Uh, I can't complain, man. I'm able to be here with the kids, with the family, with the wifey and just uh, be more present now than I ever was. You'd love to hear it. You'd love to see it. And we would love to hear about your company. You have a company by the name of LG's Feel Good, which you're looking to get in every single sports locker room right now. Can you tell fans yes, a little sir. bit about it? So LG's Feel Good is a CBD company. Um, it's all natural, all organic. Um, it's 100% THC free. Uh, pain patches, salve, roller ball, um, sleep gummies, and anxiety tinctures. These are all uh, um, these are all different ways to deal with pain, anxiety, and sleep uh, without having to deal with the opioid effect. Uh, without having to deal with the opioids that you know obviously are pretty addicting. Um, you know, so this is and this isn't just for professional athletes so this is for podcast hosts tv show hosts mom dad stay at home mom construction worker you know whoever um ambulance person firefighter um and the list goes on it it works for everyone um it was just created by a professional athlete that deals with all of those things um, and these things help me tremendously. Um, there's things that I use in my everyday life, especially the anxiety drops and the sleep gummies. Those are huge hits for me. And the pain patches are another huge hit for me because I can just wake up in the morning. If I feel any kind of discomfort or ache or pain, I can throw that on and I can just head out and go. You've been in some high pressure situations, been a key member of three Super Bowl teams. So you're used to dealing with pressure, but you mentioned, you know, especially anxiety and sleep for you. So when did you realize in your career uh, that you needed something different? You needed to change something up and, you know, years down the road, create a product. I've, I've always pretty much had a problem with sleeping. Uh, I've never been the best sleeper, whether it, whether it's I sleep light or I just go to sleep too late or, you know, I just can't, you know, can't stop my brain from thinking or whatever it is. Um, and I've never been a, a really good sleeper. So, um, and I obviously... Um, tested out different kind of sleep pills, but I always felt like I was groggy when I woke up or I felt like I didn't get any sleep. Like it'll make you sleep, but you wake up and you feel like you didn't get any. Um, and it's like, and then you wake up and you, you know, you're still tired and all that stuff. And, you know, you just, it just starts your day off wrong. And, and, and my gummies, my product, my product will not give you any of that. Um, so whenever I started figuring out, like I said, I, I was, I was a young age and I knew, um, getting the more and more, the further I got along in the league, I figured that I would, you know, obviously I don't want to keep taking pills to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I just kind of just started figuring it out myself towards the end of my career, probably like the last year or so, um, 2018 or 19 is when I started thinking about it. And I just feel like these are these are things that could that could help me personally. Um, so I know if they can help me personally, I know they can help a lot of other people. Uh, so that's kind of where I kind of got to it at. Is I always felt, I always knew I had some kind of like sleeping problem, but uh, my sleeping problem was um, it was pretty handled because obviously I wanted to get up and play well the next day and perform well at practice and stuff. So I kind of struggled with trying to maintain it and manage it. Um, but um, this product right here is is is, is worked wonders. I say if I if I had it in the beginning, I probably would have got a lot more sleep and probably would have performed a lot better in some games. <laughs> <laughs> And was entrepreneurship a thing that was kind of always on your mind, you know, like in your, in your playing days, like, did you, or did you see like, Hey, I'm gonna have a 10, 15 year career and then I'll figure it out after that. Um, I started, I started with that mindset. Hey man, I'm trying to have a 10 year career or, you know, a 12 year career or whatever. And then from then on, I'll figure it out. But, um, over the course of, you know, the first five or six years, I kind of started feeling like I want to, I want to own my own business. I started seeing all these other guys that, um, were in the back end when I was kind of in the in the in the midst of my career. A lot of these guys were in the back end, starting trucking, starting trucking companies. Um, you know, I think uh, Russell Shepard started like a waste company. Like it was just like guys I'm seeing start all these different companies and um and just trying to build generational wealth. And uh and that's and that and it was in five or six years in is when I started kind of feeling like, dang, okay. Now I know exactly what I want to do when I get done playing. I want to have my own business. Now I didn't know what it entailed at the time, but um, that was that was a that was a big thing for me. That was a big step for me. Health and wellness is is not just a tough industry, but it's also kind of you know obviously a, a big responsibility. You're, especially when you put your name behind it. Uh, what's the feedback been like for you as far as from other teams, from the NFL, from other sports leagues? Can you share some of the feedback that you've received? I've, I've I got some I got some NFL guys um, right now that that swear by my products hey bro you gotta you gotta you got something serious on your hands man this actually works you know um darren Sproles is a big advocate for us um you know uh james white is a big advocate uh Deion lewis is a big advocate for us um donnie Wahlberg, i got an actor in there <laughs> donnie Wahlberg and matt barnes uh Man, and the list goes on. These guys love these products and they they enjoy it to the fullest. Um, and 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 they get it again, you know, and they get it again. Um, so that's what makes you feel better about it. That's what makes you that, that's what gives you confidence. Uh, that's what makes you feel a lot better about your product. Even though I know I know what it does and I know how well it works, it always it's always pretty soothing or or uplifting to hear it from different people. So um, you know, I've been getting a whole bunch of just great reactions. I haven't had, actually, I haven't had one bad. I mean, I've, I've, I've only been open for a year, but I haven't had one bad, like, reaction or review or anything yet. Like, everybody has always, everybody that's received any of the products have absolutely loved it. LGsfeelgood.com to check out the products. We will circle back to that. But you mentioned, you know, sleeping better, having less anxiety and everything else. We've seen Frank Gore and Adrian Peterson kind of redefine the running back position when it comes to age. And when you write off a running back, hypothetically speaking, if somebody offered you a stack of money, do you think you still play in today's NFL? Man, it depends on what a stack of money is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if they have, I mean, uh, they can offer me a stack, but a stack could be that small. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if they offer me some real money, 
you know what I'm saying? You know, up up in the up in the seven figure range. Yeah, I would I would yeah, I definitely would consider um, you know, getting in getting in getting in game shape and going out there and giving them about seven to ten carries. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling an Eric Weddle, you know, being out of, being retired right. and then just giving you a call. Yeah, hey, you want to join us for a Super Bowl? <laughs> right. Call me back in the postseason run. I got you then. I, I'm gonna feel like I'm feel like it's giving me new life if I come out there in the postseason run. So it sounds like uh, retirement's been treating you pretty well, right? With the family, with the business, and, yeah. and everything else. Is there anything else that's been going on in your life that's kind of helped you? I don't know if it like, replace the competitiveness of the NFL, but kind of supplant it in the interim. So what I do is um, I coach my son's seven v seven team. So he has a sevens team, um, and I coach him. I call the offense. Um, and man, it's just it just brings me joy to just be out there with him. Obviously, you know, first and foremost, just be out there with him. Um, but more so, just to be out there and 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 be around kids that love the game as much as I loved the game growing up, that enjoy the game as much as I did growing up. Like, um, so it definitely it definitely fills my heart, man. It gives me some butterflies and stuff like that whenever I'm out there coaching the boys, especially if they have a big tournament. You know, they win trophies and stuff or they get MVP chains and all that good stuff out here. Nothing in which we did when, we, when I was growing up. Like if you won any kind of tournament, it was a congratulations. Y'all won first position. Now they got trophies that look like Lombardi trophies. They got chains, wow. big MVP chains that look like turnover chains. Like so they got the whole nine, man. So it's fun to watch those boys go out there and play and compete, man. It's always fun. Very cool. Would, would you see yourself possibly coaching in the NFL or on the college level one day? I mean, maybe one day uh, I want to I want to continue to just grow as a coach and just do everything I can to make sure my uh, my son and, you know, obviously uh, his his team um, is in the best possible position, you know, to 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 further their career. Whenever they get to high school, they got all the good things that they need, all the the accolades and all that good stuff that they're going to achieve while they're in high school is all good. But I just want to make sure they have like good fundamentals discipline and just be straightforward eye on the prize type thing so that's what I want to that's what I'm trying to instill in him um and that's what I'm trying to just continue to have him grind and work for um because he wants it really really bad and I can see that so uh, I want to try to do my best to make sure he he can accomplish that goal so whenever he gets to high school shoot if 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 his high school is, is looking for office coordinator I'm gonna I'm definitely apply for that job because you know, I've been coaching him since he was 10. You know, now that I've retired and stuff, I've been coaching him since he was 10, his football team, and now I'm finally calling the plays. So who knows, in a couple of years from now, I might be calling plays for his high school. That that would definitely be pretty awesome. And and just looking back at your career, man, at very early on, I think it was kind of bull****. You got a, a very bad rap and you were undrafted. Obviously, it worked out for you, and now you're making a positive impact, not just with your family, but off the field with your products and in coaching as well. Uh, looking back at your career, I mean, how, how do you feel now? I mean, t- 10 years in the NFL, three Super Bowl rings. I, I think it worked out, right? Man, it worked out. It worked out really well. I'm, uh, that's that's something that I can't complain about. Um, you know, that's just a that's just a kudos to, you know, my parents just just teaching me and and, and molding me into someone that will never give up. You know what I'm saying? I have if I have a goal or if I have uh, my mind made up to do something or be someone um, nothing, nothing can get in my way of that. Nothing is going to stop me from doing that. So, man, I just kudos to my parents because um, throughout that time, and it was so many times where I, I looked at it and I'm just like, man, you know what? F this. Like, 
it's not worth it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's this is not worth like me not being able to go to class because you know of how much you know how much people are you know and granted it's it's it was I wasn't getting hate at the University of Oregon like anywhere I went it was like oh my god bro what's happening bro like you know and I'm going places and drawing like you know whenever I get on campus it's just these big crowds of people like oh bro we deserved it like blah, blah, blah. like can't even go to class you know and sit in class without like that happening so you know um for a couple of weeks man they had me in a in a in a really dark place um i think i might have seen one maybe two teammates over the course of that time um and i just stayed in the house all day man so you know that was you know that was hard to come out of and i felt like if and when i came out of that there was nothing else that was going to stop me from accomplishing my goal i felt like that was my lowest point at all and hey man you it, uh, it obviously did work out for you you kept your head down you you grinded and from what I understand, too, like a lot of people think that you started out with the Bucks, but you actually started out with the Titans, and, and didn't they right. cut you like right before the season? Right, they they <laughs> week one, so they cut me. Uh, they so in the NFL, you do the first, you do the first cuts, yada 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 yada. yada. Do you do your fifty-three man roster? Boom. Then you do your cuts. Then you do your forty-five man roster. Then you bring back your practice players. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on the fifty-three. I didn't make the forty-five. And Jeff Fisher, I'll never forget this. He was like, "Man, I thought I was gonna be able to squeeze you onto the, onto the practice squad, but I, but I'm not going to be able to because uh, the books picked you up, and I should have known that if I cut you, a team was gonna pick you up." He was like, "This is one of the biggest mistakes I could have made as the head coach." <laughs> <laughs> it was nice that you always heard that from the head coach. It obviously worked out for you with with the Bucks. You know, you eventually made your way to the Patriots, where you won not one but two Super Bowls, and of course. As nation. There you go. I would imagine you consider yourself more of a, a Patriot than anything else, right? You also played for the Steelers. You played for Alliance for a cup of coffee, but I, probably the Patriots the most, right? And then second, oh, yes. the Eagles. Oh, yes. 100%. Well, I'd like to ask our guests some kind of rapid fire, some random questions just to get to know them better. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. Favorite Super Bowl that you won? I won them all. <laughs> I'm 3-0. and oh, But right. my favorite one is the Philadelphia Eagles one. Really? I thought you were going to say the 28-3 against the, the Falcons. Why would it be the Eagles? I had 90 yards rushing in a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, on the topic of the Eagles, not trying to stir the pot as a New York show or anything, but there was a lot of you know chatter about, oh, should they bring back Carson Wentz? Should they keep Nick Foles? They kept him for one more season and then traded him to uh, the Jaguars. With the benefit of hindsight and being a teammate of both men who were balling out that year, do you think it would have made more sense for them to just have traded Carson and keep Nick Foles and keep that magic? Or do you think just whatever was meant to happen was just going to happen anyway? I think whatever was meant to was going to happen anyway. But I, in my personal opinion, I know I, I heard it was something about, you know, between Doug and, and, and Carson. Mm-hmm. Either they was going to keep Doug or they were going to keep Carson. Um, obviously, that's not the case now because all both of them are gone. But if we were to go back to that time, I would say the best decision would be to let Carson go because just, man, Doug did something in that, he did something in that organization that, man, it's hard to do. It's very hard to do. Um, And granted, Carson did as well, you know, having the MVP season. uh, He looked amazing. Um, Did that, did that, you know, turn his career off the rails? I'm not 100% sure. He hasn't had a season like that since. 
So I say kudos to Doug, man. I I I don't I think they should have traded Carson. I think Carson, um, I think he wanted out. I don't know about the relationship or any of that, so I ain't gonna speak on that. But um, I think he wanted out. I think Foles wanted to stay. Um, I think they should have kept Foles just in case. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, he knows his role as a backup quarterback. He's not a a starter in the NFL um, right now, but you know, obviously, he can do it if he's called upon. But I, I think, uh, yeah, they they definitely should have they definitely should have kept Nick and and let go of Carson and, and kept Doug as well. It, it, it's kind of freaky, right? You have playoff Brady, who's like a, a different beast, and then you have playoff Foles, and you can't really explain him because, as you mentioned, like he's been primarily a, a backup in his career. He's had a couple, you know, great regular seasons as a starter, but he's mainly right. known for for being a backup. Can you explain like that? I don't know. Can you can you explain it at all? Why one guy just happens to be amazing with one team, and for whatever reason, in every other team, he's you know not a starter. Right, um, man. Is it Doug? I, I no. Nah, I think man. I think it's just Nick's man up mentality. You know, um, it's about how Nick prepares. Um, it's about because because at the end of the day, if Nick isn't prepared well, Doug can call him whatever play he wants to call it. He can call whatever play and it, and it could be perfect plays and they could work perfectly. But if Nick isn't prepared, he's not going to make the throw. Mm. He's not going to make the read. He's not, you know what I'm saying? So, so I, I, I say kudos to Nick because Nick was, Nick was always prepared to jump in there and, and get it done. In the LeGarrette Blunt multiverse, is there an alternate career path? Is there an alternate life where you're not a football player? And if so, what would you be? I want to be a sports agent. I would have loved to have been a been a, 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 a NFL agent. That would have been um because I would have wanted to stay close to the game. So that would have been something that I would have pursued. Over the course of time from the from the beginning of my career to now, knowing what agents deal with, I don't know if I would have been able to do it. <laughs> but but at the time, if I didn't make it, then I that's that's what I would have wanted to do. Favorite late night snack or cheat meal? I'm gonna say probably mm, I don't know. That's a good one. I don't really eat a lot of late light snacks. I just I just drink. Is there any drink. cheat meals? Is there anything you eat like once in a while that like you're not supposed to have that you just uh you know end up chowing down after a good workout? Um, I would say ooh, my my this is embarrassing. Uh my favorite cheat meal would probably be like if after a work if I was to go do a cheat meal right after a workout, uh I'd probably go to Lolo's chicken and waffles. Hey, no shame in that, man. That's not, that sounds delicious. A little unhealthy, but delicious. <laughs> yeah, really unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> and the Kool-Aid is nothing but sugar with a little bit of water. So, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't eat there a lot. Un- un- understandable. So you said embarrassing. I'm sorry I have to ask you this question, but we ask every, every guest this question. What's your most awkward moment as an NFL player? My very first time hearing and seeing Bill um, – Snap on on snap on Brady. Um that was probably one of the most humbling and funny and scary um moments of my career because uh, I think Tom might have thrown a pick. Um and and he had someone open in the middle or open somewhere and um and we lost we won we won the game anyway. Um but I think he threw that it was just a bad pass or a bad decision or whatever. And Bill told him he was like uh Hey, listen, I know that everyone's you off, okay? I know that everyone loves you. I know that you're this golden guy, whatever. But think about he'll pause the film 
And then the film will have like all of us on everyone on the sideline. It'll just have everyone on the sideline looking at the play as it goes on. It's like, think about these guys, all these guys right here. They don't give a f- if you're Tom Brady, if you're yada, yada, yada. Like, they don't care. They just want to win. So think about these guys before you go out here and throw this in it. If everyone is going to speak about off about being the greatest quarterback, this, that, and the other, well, this isn't the greatest quarterback what I'm looking at right now. You know, this isn't it. You know, get throw the ball to the open receiver, get the coverage right, get the reads right, and throw the ball to the open guy. It doesn't matter, yada, yada, you know, and I'm, I'm just hearing Bill tearing the Brady, and I'm sitting here like, and every, I'm, well, these guys have been here, but some of us haven't. And I'm sitting here thinking like, Bro, if he's talking to Brady like that, none of us are safe. <laughs> none of us are safe, you know. And then after that, he got on to Julian, you know. Hey, listen, I know you're a prima donna and this, that, and the other. And I know that, you know, you know, girls love you and they worship the ground. You walk on and this, that, and the other. You drop it and passes. I'm not going to put you in the game. Yada, yada, yada. So, man, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a handful of things that Bill have said. Uh, and it ain't it ain't coming off the top of my head right now. But as if I sit down and think, probably twenty or thirty minutes from now, I'll probably come up with ten different stories. Um, you know, just you know, just Bill even telling us from the from the time from my from my whole life of playing football, I never practiced in the snow. And you know, we go out there and we walk past, we drive past this nice inside, you know, dorm, controlled temperature, no snow, you know probably nice and warm in there and um it's a blizzard outside and we have a team meeting and bill tells us this is my first time he was like hey we're practicing outside whatever it is it is deal with it we're not going to be able to control any of the elements in any other places that we play deal with it dress accordingly i see you outside and we walk outside and there's a picture on my instagram we'll walk outside and it's a blizzard outside, and I'm stretching, and Bill is walking beside me, and he said, what the f*** do you have on, f- hand warmers, uh, uh, a f- sweater and some sweatpants? What the f*** is this? Take this f- off. And I'm out here, and I'm, and I'm still, I don't know him that well. So I'm like, is it for real? Should I, do I take it off? Do I take it off now? Do I wait? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm at, I'm low-key spooked. And then he just walked away. There was no joke behind it or laughing or anything. He just walked away. So I I didn't know if he was serious or not. But I went back in the locker room and <laughs> just had to freeze. So. <laughs> so so is the guy like Jekyll and Hyde? Because you see him like on TV and he's just like, yeah, you know, uh, you know we handed the ball to LeGarrette. And he's, and he's just, you know, very stone-faced. You know, n- no charisma whatsoever. And then uh, in the locker room, he's just like a different person. He's just like snapping at everybody. Same person that you guys get, but he's just a little bit more loose with us. Mm. He can joke with us. He can clown with us. He can, he can laugh with us. Um, we're not going to take it seriously. You know, we're not sensitive and all that stuff. So, you know, he's 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 a he's the same guy, but uh, he's just a lot more fun and open when behind the scenes, I should say. And I would imagine in the NFL, too, since you mentioned Bill, like you have to have thick skin, right? Like sometimes coaches just say things in the heat of the moment or whatever else. Sometimes 
they'll get rid of you and then they'll bring you back like the the Patriots did, you know, a, a couple of years, like on and off and everything else. So right. like, did you ever like take anything personal from Bill or did you understand like, hey, it's just part of the game? No, I didn't anything personal from Bill except for um, the year that I signed with the Eagles. I, uh, I expressed heavily that I wanted to come back to New England and they were trying to get it done. And then, um, obviously we didn't agree to terms. We didn't, we didn't meet halfway in the middle or anything. And the only riff I will ever have with Bill is they put this weird, crazy tender on me that hadn't been used since like 1960 or something, 1965 or whatever it is. And it was stating. So Obviously, after after when free agency hit and the team leave and, and, you, and the guy leaves the team, um, if they get picked up in a certain time, that team gets that team. Even though they're a free agent, if they get picked up in a certain window, that team gets compensation. After that window is over, it's pretty much free game. And um, that window had ended, and so we're taking the calls. You know, Raiders, Minnesota. Patriots, Eagles, yada, yada, yada. We're, talk, we're taking all these different calls, 49ers, everyone. And uh, we're just like, hey, man, wait, we're talking to the Patriots. Wait, we're talking to the Patriots. You know what I'm saying? Till eventually we got the we got the Eagles talking about some serious contract stuff. And I'm like, look, Bill, man, if we got to we got to come to a, you know, a happy medium or, you know, I got to take care of my family, man. So we got to come to a medium. Like, we got to figure this out. So I got to go. And uh, he was like, all right, I'll call you back, yada, yada, yada. You know, this, that, and the other. And then they come out saying that uh, they placed this tender on it, some kind of tender on me. You got to look it up, man. It's, it's, it's crazy. Um, and saying that no team can pick me up without the Patriots getting a, some sort of draft pick compensation. That was the tender. That was, that was, it. I don't know exactly what the wording was, but that was the, that was basically the tender. Look. Even though we know this time is expired and he's free to go wherever he wants, we still hold this option. We're going to play it. We're putting this tender on him and we're still going to get a draft pick because we know somebody's going to sign it and we want a draft pick. Man, when they dropped that tender on me, I didn't get any call, more calls from Oakland, no more calls from 49ers, no more calls from Minnesota, no more calls from any other team except Philadelphia. Wow. Okay. I, I can kind of see now why that Eagles Super Bowl win is, is your favorite, especially because ironically enough, you guys ended up be, beating the Patriots in the Super Bowl. <laughs> did, you, did you say anything to Bill after that game? Oh, I, I, what's up, Bill? I love you, guy. You my dude. You know what I'm saying? To the end. You know, it is, he said no hard feelings. He said, uh, he told me, man, if anyone deserves it, it's you. Beef kind of squashed, right? Right, right, right. Nah, you know, like I said, I love Bill, man. Bill, my guy to the end right. you know and i and i know his personality and i and i know him personally and i know his mindset is always put the team first his team 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 is over any one person agenda type thing so if if i have to let one person go for the better of the team i'm gonna let that one person go for the better of that's and that's how he thinks about things that's really how we how he thinks about it we've heard a lot of tom brady's former teammates say no no brady was the, the main architect of, of these dynasties. Some people say it, it's Bill. Who was more responsible? Is it Brady or Belichick for a Patriots dynasty, or did both just play a, a real hand in it? Both played a huge hand in it, but if I had to choose one, I'm going to say Brady. Because uh, at the end of the day, man, that's who's stepping on the field and and and, and making the plays. Like, 
I don't even know how it's even a debate because, I mean, like I said, they both had hand in it, but it ain't like Bill called the offense or Bill was the offensive coach or Bill, you know what I'm saying? It was Josh um, and Tom that ran the offense. You know, it's like it wasn't Bill, but um, as far as like situational football, uh, I think I think Bill's I think Bill's knowledge and his and his decision making is unmatched. Hmm. I don't I think it comes second to none. I don't think whatever second place is is still far behind because in order for you to come back from twenty eight three, obviously everything has to go right. But you got to make you got to make a lot of tough decisions on the way. Like if you make one wrong decision, we don't win that game. You would say Tom Brady for Bill Belichick, but obviously together, you know, legendary. Exactly. Man, you put it right. You put it perfect. <laughs> awesome. Well, LeGarrette, we really do appreciate the time, man. Tremendous insight. I love learning about your career. Obviously, incredibly inspirational, going from undrafted to three-time Super Bowl champion, now to happy family man and entrepreneur. Before we let you go, what's the best piece of advice you give anybody watching or listening to this for success? Just stay focused. Uh, try your best to be resilient, man. Discipline is the key. Don't never let anyone tell you you can't do something because – Man, I know it's cliche when KD, when KG said anything is possible, man. I'm telling you, don't let anyone tell you that you can't do something because I'm a living witness and living, like, breathing example of you can literally do anything that you want to do possible. I come from a small town of less than 6,000 people total. Mm. And, and I'm the very first one to ever come out of this small town and ever go to the NFL. And, and play and do the things that I've done and get all the accolades. So, man, I'm just telling you, don't, don't never let anyone tell you you can't do anything. Stay resilient and stay, just stay focused and disciplined. Focus, discipline, focus, discipline, focus, discipline, focus, discipline. <laughs> focus, discipline. Fan, fantastic <laughs> advice, wise words from a wise man. Bonus question, is there anything you wish I asked you in this interview? Ooh. I wish you asked me if I still had it. You still have it. I got it, dog. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> you never lost it. I ain't going to never lose it. 55, <laughs> still have it. My, my kid going to ask me to race him, and I'm going to still have it. There you go. There you go. <laughs> of course, lgsfeelgood.com. Uh, where else can they find you online? Uh, you can find it at lgsfeelgood.com, or you can go to um, at lgsfeelgood.com. That's the Instagram page. You can go to at LG's Feel Good on Facebook. Um, all of these ways, all of these are different ways to access the, the, the company and uh, see all the products and see all the dope things and cool things that we have. It's all 100% THC free. Excellent. LG's Feel Good.com. Tell them TSC sent you. LeGarrett, thank you so much, man. Yes, sir.